Petrino, <clears throat> former hedge fund manager, traded with Steve Cohen, Mario Gabelli, multi-billionaires. Really, really big people out there on Wall Street. If you don't know them, you should look them up. Um, but basically, we are lucky enough to have Mark Petrino as the chief educator of our Benzinga Trading School. We're trading the whole day. We're learning the whole day as a community, as a group. And just because you are here listening, just know you will have access to a $7 seven-day trial period if you do want to trade and learn with Mark Petrino. But let's go ahead and get right into it because we do have some fire sesh, a fire sesh here planned for you guys. Mark Petrino, um, are you good to go? Everything's working there on your end, Mark? Uh, as far as I know, Rodrigo. <laughs> hey man i'm doing good thanks a lot for all the help um these past two weeks have been great for me trading and man i really couldn't do this stuff without making sure i tune into the school at in the morning seven to nine a.m you know we open at nine a.m so in the morning i'm always glued to to your classes man yeah how are you making out with that um that s triple q's so um well yesterday um i did pretty well i showed you i made about like eighteen thousand dollars on a trade so thank you but um today um, I was just I bought the TQQQ, so I went on the on the on the you know long side. I bought some calls. I was literally just trading for about thirty minutes, made a couple thousand, and then I cut it out. And I'm just gonna wait for Fed for the for the Fed guy to talk. Um, and more importantly, man, like all this stuff is just great to be able to do that with a community. Because if you try to do this on your own, it's just kind of like you know, it's just not the same. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's good because we have, you know, we have people in the students, um, we have all different styles, we have all different experience levels, and there's some, there's a lot of community stuff that actually I think really adds to it. Some of the best ideas actually come from the students. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we like have this philosophy, or the philosophy I have is you got to let the market tell you what to do. And sometimes people you know if the market's kind of directionless people don't know what to do they just guess right they just throw money at an idea and they end up losing and if you guess you're going to lose but if you can have the patience to wait for a good opportunity to come along and present themselves and it does and they do you know if one if there's one thing about wall street that never changes is that there's always an opportunity somewhere um that's kind of the secret you know you can't force the square peg into the round hole you know, it might stay in there for a day or two, but, you know, if you, it's like the old saying, like, you know, don't fight the tape, um, you know, stay with the market or so forth. So now we're really kind of just watching a, a big part of what we're watching in the market is really just comes right down to uh, Apple, believe it or not. You know, Apple is the biggest stock in the market in terms of percentage, and it's been holding above this important uh, support right around the 137, 138 level. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now, it's trading at 139. So if Apple starts to kind of break down here and break the support, the market's gonna is gonna go lower, and then that's when we position ourselves on the side of making money when the market goes lower, and that's when we look at things like the S triple Q that you refer to. That's gonna go up three times the amount that the NASDAQ 100 goes down. So a lot of newer traders don't even realize that it's possible to profit in down markets. As a matter of fact, it's even arguably easier to profit in down markets than on markets because markets go down faster than they go higher. A hundred percent. Like my 
best trading days have literally been in the past like couple weeks like my like dollar wise in in this crash whatever you want to call it yeah yeah you're not the only one to say that a couple of the other students have said that too um and it's because when we you know sometimes the market is a little confusing but sometimes the market sends you clear signals and it was maybe may 6th may 7th may 8th may 9th right in there where we had the two biggest stocks in the market apple and microsoft were each sitting on pretty clear support levels and they each started to give way so when you have the two biggest stocks in the market breaking clear support that's about as clear of a signal as you're going to get in the market you know i don't want to say it was easy but as signals go that was an easy signal to interpret so that kind of told us that the sell off uh, last week was coming and i think that's why a lot of the people uh got did well on it and you know i know some of the other guys also bought calls on the s triple q so yeah so you know we don't want markets to go down ultimately but um you know, we really can't control it. <laughs> so, you know, it would be great if it was always a bull market, but that's just not how it works. But we don't need to fear these down markets, and we know, should know that there are ways that we can can profit during them. You know, like yeah. you, said, you know, like you said, it's a something will go down five percent a lot faster than it'll go up five percent. Yeah, and and that's really it. You know, because like I know that you have been looking at even different uh, things to trade. Like you know, you've been all over like the 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 commodity trade i remember when you called the bottom on oil um at 60 i mean these are all i mean these are all great calls you know and honestly when you help students do this and, and so that they can kind of make their own trades and apply what they're learning there's no reason to be scared of a down market i mean as a matter of fact i it's not i mean look i don't care where it goes man but uh, I, i'm open-minded right you know you can make money up or the way down <clears throat> But having that community aspect, I think it's a really important uh, thing, you know, to be part of a team, right? It's much better than riding solo, I think. Yeah, it seems to, to work well for a lot of people. And, you know, it's, it's people say to me like, oh, you know, Mark, you make these great calls and everything. But it's like, I'm not really making the call. I'm just looking at the market and watching what the market's doing. You know, oh, it found support. It's oversold. Looks like it broke its downtrend. Oh, it's starting to trend higher. You know, it's really, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy, but it's not as complicated as people seem to think. If, if you just focus on your basic fundamentals of what are your important, important price levels, what's your trend, and what's your momentum, that's where you get the understanding of, you know, what a stock is going to do. It's not about having some, like, super secret, you know, system of all these esoteric numbers and methods and... You know, I can tell you, um, you know, with 100% confidence and certainty as someone who's worked, you know, with some of the, the best money managers in history, not even just of our age, but history, that there's no secret system that works all the time. You know, these guys lose money on trades, too. The difference is that they have a different mental setup, a different mental psychology. You know, they they can get out of their losers and they can let their winners run. And that's the biggest problem that most investors have or most traders that aren't successful have is they get a they get a trade, they make a little bit of money on it, and then they sell it and they take a victory lap. And then three days later, they look and the thing is five points higher. You know what I mean? Because they sold it too soon. The other thing is people buy things and 
they go down and instead of them getting out with a small loss, they hold on to it, hoping that it's going to go back. And hope isn't a strategy. You know what I mean? So those are the two biggest mistakes people make. They sell their winners too soon and they hold on to their losers for too long. So that comes into our um, class where we talk about investment psychology. And that's something that we address, we address in, in that class. So that's a, you know, a lot of newer people don't understand how important that is. But in the long run, that's pretty much the ultimate secret is understanding how to control your emotions and not guess and follow a plan. Right. Not not get yourself beaten. Like, I mean, through the past two weeks, I'd say I'd probably missed like maybe two trades that I've been down. But like you can't really let one bad day kind of get in the way. There's a lot in investment psychology that we can't cover in this session, but there's a lot. Everything from buying high and selling low to, you know, both parties like mindset on a trade. And and then you combine that with the price action. So I think it's very interesting. It's actually my favorite class. Um, because if you really don't have the right mindset, the right mentality, Mark, it doesn't matter. You could give somebody like there's no holy grail. But if you give it to somebody with the wrong <laughs> with the wrong approach, it, it's nothing's going to work. And no strategy is going to work if you have the wrong mentality for it. Right, Mark? Yeah, it's it's the self-discipline, right? It's like it, like, you know, how many people do you know have these like really nice home gyms? You know, they got all the equipment. They got their Peloton. They got their weights but they don't use them, <laughs> you know, so they're still out of shape. It's like having a trading system is great, but you got to stick to it. You got to have the discipline to use it. Um, yeah. So that's a big part of it. But just thinking, just thinking, just, just to give the people who are listening now, just a little kind of just a quick, quick note on, on psychology. All right. I'm looking at Apple right now. Um, on the day it is down, 1.2%. Okay. Apple is a company that's worth $2.2 trillion. So 1.2% of that is, I don't even know what, what is that? Like uh 24 billion, right? Or, you know, what has happened today that the value of Apple would drop that much? You know, did they lose a lawsuit? Did they, uh, you know, someone cook in the books? I mean, no, the only difference between today and yesterday is in, is investor psychology. What moves stocks is investors' perceptions. You know, a lot of these big well, Reddit stocks that were high flyers last year and now are now are penny stocks. You know, the question is not now why are they penny stocks. The question is why were they ever so high in the first place? Um, you know, like GameStop, AMC, a tier. Those those stocks never deserved to be where they were last uh, you know, whatever it was, February or March, there's no fundamental reason that, you know, why a company that doesn't make money should be valued at, you know, billions and billions of dollars other than the fact that it's human beings and it's human psychology driving it up. So humans are, are very irrational, right? And they do irrational things in the market. That's why they say, you know, buy when there's blood in the streets. That's because, when everyone's selling and everyone's panicking, well, the market runs out of sellers, and then the only way it can go is higher. Um, but the good thing is, for people like us that are traders that study the markets, you can learn how to use that to your advantage. You could learn how to understand when people are panicking and selling and throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and when it's a good time to take the other side of the trade. 
So that's, uh, you know, one of the main things that we cover in the class. Like, you know, Rodrigo, like a lot of people think that the market is like a chess game, you know, and they could come up with this brilliant formula that's always going to win. But chess is in chess. The rules are always the same, right? The, the stock market's more like a poker game. Not that you're gambling because it's a skill, but there's ultimately there's a human being on the other side of the trade somewhere. Someone who has the opposite opinion of you. If you're buying a sock, they're selling it. And that person, just like you, ha- is susceptible to emotions. So things change. You know, markets act differently at tops than they do at bottoms. So in order to understand trading, it's not just understanding, all right, well, here's a moving average crossover system. Here's a reversal system. It's also understanding the human psychology that, you know, that we're all susceptible to as humans. And understanding how the market works differently at different times. Like the market's acting differently now than it did a year ago because now everyone knows that there's inflation, for example. So we have to remember that what works today might not work tomorrow and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, you just it's just like I mean, just like shorting right now, you know, you just can't short every day. Uh, you got your, you know, head ripped off some days. Um, you kind of have to be strategic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good, a good example is this, right? If something has been going down and it makes a reversal and then has like a really big, strong move higher, that's generally a bullish thing. It tells us that that reversal might have some follow through. Now, say something has been going up for a long time and then has a really big move and rips higher. Well, that could be bearish. That could be telling us that the people that have been waiting for us to get a better price finally say you know i'm sick of watching this thing go up i'm just going to go in there and buy it and those are the last people to the party so to speak and you know there's no buyers after them to push the price any higher and the market goes down so markets act differently at different times so you can't just like take a one you know a one hit wonder uh youtube class or you know just read one book or whatever and really understand how it works you got to the, the the fundamentals don't change, right? The, there's always going to be price levels that are more important than others. Momentum's always going to influence how something moves. But the market changes. Bear markets are different than bull markets. Markets where there's inflation are different than ones where they're not. So it's, a, it's an ongoing process. We consider ourselves students of the market. You know, Benzinga trading students are students of, of the market. And uh, yeah, so that philosophy seems to really click with people because... It's really about learning how to do things yourself and not just being told what to do or just getting your, you know, your one hit wonder of the day and so forth. Yeah, I mean, at this point, man, like, I mean, it's if it's not if there's no education, it's like, I mean, at this point, there personally, man, like, I mean, obviously, I get I get stuff here at Benzinga, but um, a trade alert services don't mean nothing to me at this point. I really want someone that has experience that can talk about the markets and things like that, because ultimately, you know, a trader will come to a point where they don't want trade alerts, like just, you know, push down their throat. They want to talk about the overall markets and, and they want to trade other stuff, but they want your overall perspective on what's happening. The macro, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not about like what, what I'm doing. It's about what the market's doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, without education, it's just not the same. Yeah, we let the market give us our ideas. We don't just we we don't just go in there with a preconceived notion of what to do. Um, you know, you, you got to respond to the environment, and um, 
that's really what it's all about. One of the main things we do in the classes, we go through the various sectors and we look within the sectors and, you know, we look for, uh, like one of the things I put out yesterday, um, uh, I think it's in the trading chat there is, uh, this potential breakout in AT&T. And since then it's, you know, it's not a lot. It's gone from 2075 up to like 2130, but you know, for an option trader, that's a good trade. And, and yeah, I, for, I forgot to tell you, man, that Kimberly Clark uh, trade. Well, because you, I, I look. I mean, you. So for everybody to know, um, yes, it's called the Trading School. But Mark Petrino has a live trading room where he's posting uh, trade ideas, setups, that sort of stuff. And you posted Kimberly Clark weeks. I think it was a, a, two weeks ago when it was at one thirty-eight around there. So I ended up buying some puts on that. You know, I mean, you can look at the stock; it pretty much tagged from there. So. I was able to make, you know, several hundred percents on those puts. But, you know, again, it's the trading school and we're learning as we're earning. Right. So um, for all you guys that are asking me and all this stuff, um, there is you, you can actually join. You can be part of Mark Petrino's trading uh, school in the Benzinga. Um, so all you have to do is click on that link. It's seven dollars for seven days. We're only doing this because like for you guys on Twitter, we know it's tough out there. So, look, this is a good opportunity if your PL is not looking good and you you know and you know that you need education, right? You've been winging it and it's not working out and your PL's definitely proven it. Maybe it's time to get some sort of education with a real professional and you know, stop trying to teach yourself and, and try to wing it. Because I did that. I blew up my account twice when I was starting trading. And I really don't want anybody else to kind of go through that. So that's really the whole goal of the school, so that traders can be more successful and have a community where they can learn and do all that stuff there, Mark. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at this Kimberly Clark. I, I actually forgot about this one. Um, yeah, so it refilled that gap. And uh, well, cool, man. I'm glad you uh, glad you made money on that. And that came from we were looking uh, in the healthcare sector. That was about a month ago, because different things peak at different times, right? The technology sector peaked in December, and then healthcare set peaked later. So we were looking at this right as healthcare looked like it was peaking. And when you look at the, the sector, like a sector ETF, like XLV, for example, is the sector ETF of the healthcare sector. What you're looking at is an average or an aggregate of all the stocks that are within the sector. So within the sector, just by the way the ETF is designed, there are going to be particular stocks that are you know, more, if it say it's oversold, more oversold, say it's overbought, more overbought. So we look, um, you know, healthcare was at a high. It looks like it's making a reversal. We looked within the sector. Oh, Kimberly Clark is in this sector. Oh, this stock is extremely overbought and it's hit a resistance level. So that's where our idea came from on this. So it's not like some secret formula. It's just focusing in on these fundamentals, Rodrigo, of, you know, all right, it hit a resistance level. That's the level. It's overbought. That's momentum. You know, resi uh, you know we're going to wait for the trend to break, and then we're going to get in there. So just understanding the levels, the trends, and the momentum led to a profitable idea. It doesn't need to be complicated. You know what I mean? It's like we're not like uh, – trying to figure out how to travel through time here. Well, I guess if we could do that, we wouldn't need to worry about the stock market. But, um, but you know, it doesn't need to be that complicated. Um, it, just following these basics uh, is where the money comes from. And, and 
I think in a way it puts a lot of people off because they expect to hear some, you know, super secret formula. Um, but after a few sessions and they start to think about, well, wait a second, this is actually not as hard as I've been led to believe. People start to really get confidence and, and they do okay. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of confusion, I guess, when you're kind of new to trading, right? Because there's a, you know, you have all these like social media people, you know, and um, it's really easy to get sidetracked, you know, um, and it's really hard to really find. It's like nowadays, right? You go to YouTube and like you have a, I don't know, a monkey peeling a banana has 10 billion views, but a <laughs> class showing you about, I don't know, the Fed and how it works has like five views. It's like. People don't want, I don't know. I don't know how this works. <laughs> well, people, people are lazy. You know, people are lazy um, and they want to be told what to do. And those are the people that lose money in the market. The people that want to make a little bit of a commitment and put a little bit of time into it. Those are the people that are successful. You know, it's like I like I um, I like using this as an analogy. You don't go take karate classes to hire the sensei to go beat people up for you. You know what I mean? You go take karate classes so the sensei can teach you how to defend yourself. And that's not something that happens in an hour. You know, it takes it takes some classes. It doesn't take as long as you think. It doesn't take 10 years. Um, but I would be willing to bet. I mean, look, man, some of the some of the students who are either new to it or have had a lot of uh, unsuccess, you know, that, that haven't been successful until they join the class, there are. You know, the feedback I get is like they're they're kind of just like shocked, like, wow, I never realized that it, it just didn't need to be this hard. You know, it's like we look at these charts like they're like a roadmap. You know, the the market moves because of, you know, not what they're saying on CNBC 90 percent of the time. The market moves because certain levels were certain certain levels were uh, uh, maybe an important support level was broken or resistance level was broken. Um, so the charts are like the map, you know, that tells us which way the market's going to go. And when we see which way the market's going to go, then we figure out the best way or the most efficient way to make money for that. Like, for example, if we see the healthcare sector is going to be up 1%, well, there's probably stocks in the healthcare sector that are going to be up 2 or 3%. So the, those are the ones that we would target on. So we look at the sectors to kind of get the direction of the market. And then once we get an idea of the direction, then we figure out the best way to, you know, the, the best way to have your capital exposed to it. Uh, you know, if you, if you have the direction right, you don't want to be in something that's going to make you 1% when you could be in something that's going to make you 5% potentially. Right. No, I, I, yeah, that makes absolute sense, man. And you see that that's really what, there's so many things out there. Like it's so easy to start trading Mark, but like, it, it, it's just, I get it. You know, like, I think it's like 90% of traders, like, you know, blow up their account and, you know, on their first year or something like that. Um, I just really wish that everybody, I wish I would have started with the trading school. You know, there wasn't any of the stuff in that time, like, you know, three years ago or so, but um, I'm really thankful for it because even you have even people that are like really advanced there. Some people really just, you know, enjoy your company. I mean, you've traded alongside Steve Cohen, Mario Gabelli, like, billionaires with a b like people that really do like you know th did you ever see that this kind of volatility when you were trading with with uh, mr cohen or, or with uh, mr gabelli oh yeah 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 history just repeats itself you know this is what's going on now is very 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 similar to the uh to the internet bubble you know it was um 
uh, yeah. So the you know the nothing. There's nothing new in the market. You know, people the names change, uh, the companies change, but you know, like for example, in, in the late '90s in the internet bubble, you had the all these day trading shops popped up everywhere, and that was the equivalent of like the modern days, um, the modern day uh, the Reddit traders. So that you know, the technology changes, the names change. The markets are more volatile now than they were back then. There's no doubt about that. A big part of that has to do with market structure, because 50 years ago there was one exchange, the New York Stock Exchange. Now there's like 50 exchanges, so that increases the volatility. But the human emotion doesn't change, and you know, we'll probably the market will probably go lower. There will probably be some kind of a capitulation. I think we're in a, going to be in a recession. And then guess what's going to happen in another 10 or 15 years? There's going to be another, you know, another bubble and there will be another, you know, group of whatever the next phase is, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, telekinetic trading on Reddit or, or, or something. But, you know, history just repeats itself. So, um so, yeah, so I think living through these different cycles, you can see the different psychology in people, you know, like put it this way, there are companies that are posting earnings that if these earnings came out a year ago, the stock would be up 10%. But just because of the environment we're in now, people, company could post the same earnings and the stock is down 10%. You know, it's the same earnings, it's the same numbers. What's different is investors' perceptions. Right. And there's just, uh, and there's a whole new, you know, set of items, volatility items, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have this thing now where um, the Taiwan-China semiconductor thing, which, I mean, you and I have been, I mean, I've always been like hypothetically talking with you, like when we do our sessions where it's like, what, what let's just say this were to happen, like who, what would be some good short plays, right? And um, I mean, I don't know how that's going to end up happening, but I do know that volatility always brings opportunities for traders in the school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The markets have been these have been these have been great markets for traders over the last few months because there's been a lot of volatility. The other thing too, one of the things that's changed since since I first started is now we have all these ETFs, um, which they didn't even really exist when I started. Like the whole thing with the S triple Qs you're talking about, you know, that's a way a, a, a regular trader can get leverage on the short side of the market. You know, and just as easy as buying any stock, you just buy the ETF. So that gives retail traders opportunities that they never had before so i think that's that's a great thing i mean you know most of the major commodities you can get exposure to through etfs like we have a lot of the students trading the natural gas etfs um so yeah there's this wonderful you know like toolbox uh for for just regular retail traders you can make money you know when the markets are going up when the markets are going down you can make money off of inflation trades. You can um, get leverage. So there's this whole world out there that didn't exist 20 years ago that a lot of people don't even really know about now. I mean, I talk to people that are market professionals, like, uh, you know, um, like, like for instance, not too long ago, I was playing golf with a, with a guy who was an attorney. Um, and he didn't even know that the whole concept of, inverse etfs existed you know he was just like oh well if the market goes down i'm just going to put my money in cash so there's there's a lot of things going on out there rodrigo um that a lot of people don't even know about 
So when they join the class, like they learn the fundamentals and then we focus on, you know, not just which how to figure out which way the market's going to go. But if it does go that way, which is the best way to make money off of it? You know, you know what I mean? Like, what's the best use of your capital? What's the best bang for your buck, so to speak? So we cover a wide range of topics. Yeah, and I do want to let everybody know here really quick, guys. Um, you can go ahead and join the school $7 for seven days. Um, see if it's a fit for you. Really, you know, you could flourish in that environment. I think it's a great chance for you guys to do it in this volatility. The other thing is that we're going to be giving out one person. So anybody that retweets like this Twitter space thing, uh, we're going to pretty much at the end of the day uh, pick someone. I'll, um, yeah, so... I don't know if I think I was muted, but basically um, we're going to give out uh, for anybody that like retweets the Twitter space. You're going we're going to reach out to one person that does it and we're going to give them like a free month of the trading school so that um, if you guys want to at least do that, give it a shot, retweet this thing. We're going to pick one person at the end of the day. We'll give them a free month of the trading school. Um, but if you do want to join, if you're ready to get down to business, go ahead and click on that seven dollars for seven days. Um, I believe you already finished your class for the day, Mark. What was the chapter you went over today? I believe, I don't know if we still have Mark there. Let me check. Hey, guys. I think we're having uh, some technical issues, but I'm back. You call Elon Musk right now about this. Like, it's unacceptable <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're thinking maybe Jerome Powell is listening in because he could uh... – we're gonna we're gonna offer him a uh, a subscription to the trade. He doesn't want he doesn't want people learning. He's but that's probably why he cut us off. He yeah. he wants people to just listen to him and just take his work through. Yeah, but but anyway, um, you know, I, I would say that, you know, I I would always say it's a good time to be a member of the trading school. But I think now, people really have to understand that we're we're you know we're literally at historic times. I mean, literally. You know, we've had it and things people aren't even talking about. Um, if if you were to see a chart of the change of 10 year yields over the last 60 or 70 years, you would be shocked. There's nothing that's even close to what's been going on in the last year. There's nothing even close to been what's going on in the bond market. You know, there's nothing even close to what's been going on in the commodities. Well, actually, that's not true. Commodities did go kind of crazy back in like 2005. But here's what I think is going to happen, Rodrigo, and this is going to lead to more inflation and but hence more trading opportunities is, you know, a lot of these pension plans are going to look at their stock returns and they're going to say, man, these returns aren't any good. And then they're going to look at their bond returns and they're going to say these aren't any good either. And then what are they going to do? Well, they're going to say, well, what's been doing well? Oh, commodities have been doing well. Let's invest in commodities. And that's going to drive inflation even higher. It's a classic case of chasing performance. You know, they're going to basically look at bonds bad, stocks bad, commodities good. Let's go invest in commodities. So no one's talking about that, but I think that's going to add some extra inflationary pressure uh, going over the next few years. So I unfortunately think that, um, you know, the economy is really kind of coming apart faster than people think. I mean, think about it. You got baby food shortages, right? I mean, you, you know, I mean, like, when did you think that would happen? You got diesel, yeah, right? At all time high. Really quick, I want to give a shout out to Art. He just joined the trading school uh, for the $7 for seven days. Shout out to Art. Let's go. Thank you, Art. 
Yeah, man, that's great. I'm really glad that the people are loving it and getting into it, Mark. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So, I mean, we're at these his- historic times here. Um, you know, we haven't had inflation in 40 years, um, and you know, it's 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 scary, but for traders, that creates opportunities. You know, these these movements and these market gyrations is really what creates opportunities. Um, you know, so we don't want to we don't want bad markets, but we really can't fear them either. We have to let the market tell us what to do. And if the market's going to tell us, Hey, I'm going to keep going down, then we let it, then that's what we happen. And, and frankly, if we just, you know, just take a look at Apple, you know, Apple once again, right now, I mean, I know you guys don't have, well, you might not have a chart in front of you, but if you just look, Apple has really just been trading right around 137, 138 over the last, five days and i think as goes apple the rest of the market goes if this starts to really break the support we're going to get a pretty decent move lower if it holds and starts to rebound well then you know maybe we get some kind of a comeback but um you know it's it's for a trader it's it's a good thing because there's like one thing to focus on that's going to potentially influence the entire market um, you know, Apple starts to give way. Apple, you see, Apple start to get down to like one thirty seven, one thirty six, one thirty five. I mean, the market could really have another big move lower, and a big and rapid move lower too. I should say that. I mean, that's what led to the big move lower last week was when, or two weeks ago now at this point, was when Apple and Microsoft each took out that important support at the same time. Right. I mean, ultimately, Mark. It- I mean, it really sounds easy when when you say it, you know, like when you're talking about, you know, trading and things like that, man. But like, I know the feeling when you were talking about when it's like when people start out trading and they're like feeling that they're they can only lose, like they can't win. You know, it's like an unwinnable game. And and it feels that way when you're trying to do this on your own. But um, I'm telling you, man, like just joining a community, just trading with a team and with a mentor an educator, it just changes everything. It's like, can you imagine trying to teach yourself to be a neurosurgeon? Like, is that really how this works where, you know, I'm just going to teach myself to be a lawyer and, and graduate myself from my own university and call myself a lawyer? You know, like people need to be a little bit more aware that it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes. Right. Well, I don't think it's neurosurgery. <laughs> I don't know if it's that art, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, well, there's a lot of myth around Wall Street because there's a lot of, you know, one is Wall Street likes to make things seem complicated so they can charge fees. Another thing is you can see there's a lot of people that are in the media, but their their backgrounds are in journalism. Their backgrounds are not in trading. So they might think they know how the market works, but they really don't. Um, and I'm talking about a lot of the people you see, like on CNBC, some well-known names, you know, I cringe when I when I listen to that some of that stuff sometimes. So you have, I think you have this whole, you know, this whole thing of people that think they know what they they're were doing because they've only had it, they've only seen the bull market. Like for example, a very well known, um, a very well known other trading school just had to pay uh, big fees for misleading clients because of investing. Of uh, I mean, because of misleading numbers and so forth, and you know, there's probably someone that oh, you know, I made a little bit of money when the market was going up, and now I think I'm a genius. Then the market rolls over and starts to go down, and now all of a sudden these people like don't know what to do. So you have the whole range of the spectrum from the people that 
are trying hard but no don't know what they're talking about to people that don't know what they're talking about and they're just lying and they don't care as long as they get your money somehow. <laughs> so it's a uh, it, I can see how it is a confusing place for someone who is not there, but someone like me who spent, you know, 20, 25 years or whatever in the institutional world, you know, I can tell you that a lot of the stuff people think about it, about what really goes on day to day. It's just, it's just really, it's just not true and it's not the way it works. So, you know, we don't just talk about trading. We talk about like just really what goes on on wall street, you know, how things really work. What's what a lot of the misconceptions are. So we kind of cover a broad range of topics. Yeah, guys, and, and look, I, I mean, I keep getting these these uh, DMs here about like how to join the school, guys. So I'm just gonna knock this out here. Uh, the link is up there. The the link is there. Uh, it's a seven. It says seven dollars will give you access to an active chat room, college style classroom, homework, quizzes, trade ideas, and more for seven days. So that's your trial period for seven days. Seven dollars. It's cheaper than the Starbucks you're buying or drinking right now. It's cheaper than something you had today that honestly you didn't need. So. Uh, in in comparison, this is actually going to make you not just you know a smarter individual, but it's going to make you aware of what's happening in the economy, right? As a trader, this is our job. We have to know what's happening with employment numbers, with inflation numbers, with rates. We need to cut out raw data, and then we make trading decisions from there, Mark. Right? Yeah, yeah. We we develop themes, and then it's the how do you trade the theme? You know, it's inflation is the theme. Well, there's short term trades, there's long term trades. There's investments. There's a whole slew of different things that we do. So, you know, now I think would be a, a better time than typical to join because I would suspect over the next week or two, we're going to have some pretty significant moves one way or, another, or the other. Not sure whether it's going to be up or down, but, you know, we'll let the market tell us. And a lot of it will have to do with what goes on with Apple. Right. I do love that, that you really do wait for that confirmation. I started using that in my trading. I'm telling you for the past two weeks, it's it's really made me a better trader. Like I don't feel that necessity to over trade. I, I it's more like a, I'm waiting for the setup. Setup comes, you make a trade, you get in, you get out, and that's it. And you wait for the next opportunity. But you're not. I'm not. I feel like I'm not begging for the market anymore. I'm not begging to the market anymore. I, I pretty much kind of wait for the right setup to come and and use the technicals that you've shown me. Yeah, I mean that's the key. Is is not trying to you know, not trying to overthink it. It's just waiting for, you know, we, when something comes along that looks like it's a low risk trade, like, you know, it, you know, Oh, this thing is just popping off as a support. It's oversold. Um, yeah. You know, one of the secrets to success is not, not necessarily knowing what to do, but knowing when to do it. And a big problem people have is they, you know, a big problem that people have is they spend too much, they, they overtrade. They think they always need to be in the market and so forth. And that's really just, you know, not how it needs to be. Overtrading and guessing is um, one of the main reasons why people lose money. Um, Definitely. Sorry about that, Rodrigo. I just got to, I got to, uh, I got to start getting ready for another meeting pretty soon. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been here for quite some time. Um, I think we, this is good to wrap it up, right? We've had a good session. What are some closing remarks you have on why folks should go ahead and give the $7 seven day trial here a shot, Mark? Well, because I think in the next seven days, we're probably going to have some kind of a big move one way or the other. <laughs> so, so hopefully, you know, we'll figure out which way it's going to go. And then whoever, you know, and then hopefully you can take part in that move. So that's what I think. There you go, guys. Seven. The next seven days are going to be insane. There you go. And either way, you definitely want to be on that wave, whichever way it goes. Give this a shot. Try it out. $7 for seven days. 
again, this is cheaper than the combo you just bought at Burger King or, or the coffee you're drinking <laughs> from Starbucks or that Netflix subscription that's not doing anything for you besides making you unproductive. So um, good stuff, Mark. I love, I, man, I love the school. Thank you for everything you've taught me and all the other students. Uh, I'll see you in class. We got what chapter we have tomorrow? Um, tomorrow we're going to be talking about momentum. Interesting. Interesting. I'll definitely tune into there, man. I'll see you tomorrow in the school. Thanks a lot, Mark. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks a lot, Rodrigo. I'll see you all tomorrow morning. All right, everybody. Trade safe. Right,